years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. In the open line hour, one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight. Rosie, for you, if you've got something you're trying to wrap up before maybe a little St. Patrick's Day party you're hosting tonight, need help knocking out your honeydews, have a couple estimates from a contractor, uh, c- competing contractors on something you're looking to have done around your house and want to talk through which option might be better, one triple eight. Seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight. Rosie for you. Text to four one one nine two three, and of course the email at info at rosieonthehouse.com. Now of all of those, uh, the text we do not monitor outside of the broadcast. That's actually run through the radio station here. Uh, we did have a homeowner call this week a little upset because it kept, I've been texting and I'm trying to get an answer. Well, that text system is only live during the broadcast, but that 800 number, 888-767-4348, we answer that. That's our office number. We just forward it during the broadcast, and then when we get done, Gary D goes and turns off the forward, so we make sure that we answer that Monday through Saturday's broadcast. Uh, we, we there's about a day and a half there until Sunday morning when uh, Jen gets back into the office that uh, that lines just goes straight to night ring. But we get the voicemail first thing, start on follow up calls and then the email info at Rosie on the house dot com. My sister Julia monitors that remotely from somewhere in Minnesota, Minnesota. I don't uh, it's it's out of Minneapolis, but it's, you know, like. Phoenix, it's got, you know, 20 other cities around it. It's one of those other cities somewhere around Minneapolis. So she's close to where the Mississippi River starts, I guess. They are. I've seen pictures of them uh, with that in the background. And they've been up to the headwaters of the Mississippi, she said. When she moved there, uh, I don't know, it's been two or three years, I guess. She said, you know, it's, it cracks me up how much stuff from new orleans i'm finding all around just well you know and stuff like hundreds of years old uh, you know that is the lifeline of the mississippi river at at the headwaters right (laughs) yeah well it does flow upstream then (laughs) 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 gets through the 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 locks and the dams and all that too but um no i've never been there i've always wanted to do that because um as uh most of you know rosie and i grew or, or essentially from 60 miles away from each other originally and uh, so the Mississippi River is pretty much in our blood, along with all the bayous and tributaries around there, too. But it always would be fun to see the headwater, because for many, many decades, I've seen the muddy water. <laughs> <laughs> After it's been recycled, they say by the time the water gets to New Orleans, they estimate it's been recycled at least seven times. I, I, I don't know if I quite buy all of that, but... No, uh, I don't, I but, know. you know, New Orleans gets their water from the Mississippi. Oh, there you that's Julia, by the way, in the background. She is answering calls. I thought I'd uh, uh, and let you know she's really a person, and she's and, live. And a different Julia, not not Julia Romero. This is right. a uh, we <clears throat> we 
pull from the Walter, Walter Cronkite School of Broadcasting uh, for a lot of our radio broadcasting resources. And Julia has come to us from the ASU Walter Cronkite Broadcasting and happy to have her on the broadcast team this morning. We've got every line full. She's busy screening right now. So we've got Dave, who's up first, wants to talk about a popping noise that we'll get to in just a minute. But I wanted to cover something first. This is going into... I don't know any one of our certified partners that isn't busy right now. And Rosie Remodeling's busy. And we're, we all have a, a pretty universal problem is finding qualified help. I, I don't know anybody that wouldn't hire a skilled, qualified craftsman right now uh, to, to keep up with the workloads. So all of that is to say, if you need a service provider or a contractor, we are back in a very active economy, and it may be somebody might not fit your time frame. Just be patient. The job will get done. Uh, you know, you, you may have to wait two or three extra weeks or months for that slab of granite to get here from the quarry and get mined properly and milled properly and pieced properly to your home, and it may not be the timeline ideal to you, but don't use that as an opportunity or an excuse to set yourself up for being taken advantage of or buying a sub-quality product or hiring somebody that's not licensed. It's, it is not worth the work on the other end. And it's something that we see happen all the time. There's just this, this frenzy starts happening of, you know, for lack of better term, keeping up with the Joneses and I've got to have it this, and I've got to have it. No, no, you don't. You're going to be fine. Even if your air conditioning goes out in the middle of the summer, we have plenty of hotels in Arizona with extended stays. And if it takes you a week or two of having to live in a hotel, I know that's not ideal, but it's a heck of a lot better than getting ripped off or taken advantage of or having the, something improperly done on your home. My wife and I, our whole family went through this last last summer. We ended up living at my parents for three days waiting for the right air conditioning unit to get here. Uh, the, the, it was either rip out the cabinet and go through a, a major remodel to get the air conditioning unit from inside the home out or wait to reorder that unit, which wasn't there was nothing in Arizona, so we waited for the right piece to get here on time. And uh, we, we actually just stayed at my parents because I'm one of six kids, and all of the kids are gone. So they have all of our old bedrooms were wide open, so it was easy for us to go live at Mom and Dad's a few days. They have a pool. The kids loved it. But, you know, it, it's inconvenient. That three days was inconvenient. But that was a year ago. We three days with kids is kind of inconvenient. <laughs> I can understand that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they ah, they want to be home. They want their stuff, their toys, their animals, their horses, their chickens, their gardens, you know, you just you get used to being in your own environment, but it is not worth uh setting yourself up to make a bad decision. And it's always when we're full of anxiety that the, it's the easiest place for us to be to get uh to get taken advantage of. And all of that to say, contractors are at huge risk of being taken advantage of. When everything stopped last year, I mean, house, not last year, last economic downs, I mean, everything 
was just going, 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 going. And I, you woke up one day and it just seemed like everything just dove off a cliff. It wasn't like a gradual down. I mean, just gone. And we had uh, remodeling projects going. We had equipment ordered. We had materials ordered. We had jobs scheduled that, uh, you know, a lot of people were just walking away from the homes, abandoning. And you know, a lot of contractors did not make it through that, that cycle. Uh, and as a result of that, what a lot of par or contractors have done is they will start, they will do liens. If a job's over a certain dollar amount, they will file a lien. Now, there is nothing wrong with that. We've got a uh, a homeowner in Tucson that was that was pretty upset. Our roofing partner, West Coast Roofing, filed a lien on her home for the job. Well, the lien does nothing if you're planning on paying the roofer. All that does is it says if you don't pay at the sale of your home, that the money owed to the roofer will get paid in that sale and that transition of the home, and it's the contractor's protection that they're going to get paid on that job. If you intend to pay whatever contractor you're having at your home, there is nothing wrong with them filing a lien to ensure that, you know, whether it's right now or whether it's 10 years because uh, you stiffed me for the bill and you haven't paid and you're selling the home and, and I get it then, I'm just at some point, I'm going to get paid for the work I'm providing on this home. So don't let a lien scare you if you're working with somebody that you can trust. And everybody at Rosie on the House has is licensed, bonded, has been in business locally at least five years. You can't uh, move here from, you know, California and say, "Hey, I had a great remodeling company over there." Well, that's great. You got to have five years in business locally to make it through the screening process, and then we've got a third party. Uh, resource that we use for quality control. You could go to a lot of places uh, online and see reviews, but every place you see those reviews, it's owned by the service you're looking at, whether it's Google reviews. Google owns those reviews. You go to another referral network and you see reviews, it's that referral network is posting those reviews. Well, at Rosie on the House, you'll see testimonials. We'll get people to write us letters. We'll black out their name. We'll save it as a PDF. We'll upload it. We get those testimonials letters and, and post those. But if you look on the right-hand side of our partner pages, you'll see the guild quality reviews. So we have a third-party survey and review service that our partners, that we utilize with our partners. So there's never any chance that something would get swept under the rug or you know uh, someone would turn a blind eye. It's a separation of church and state to ensure that we're never put in a position where uh, somebody could say, well, you know, those are all five stars because you review them and, you know, you're like that <coughs> other referral network place that you could just pay and they'll take off bad reviews. You know, the, the most important thing are two words, certified partner. Because, you know, when you go to rosieonthehouse.com, and I've used three of those certified partners in my remodel, um, Every then that one was of before them. we hired you. Yeah, before, yeah. When I was just <laughs> keeping my fingers crossed going, geez, I hope this backyard turns out the way it did. It not only turned out as good as I thought it was going to be, it turned out even better. Nice. And, and I like that it. That was CYC Landscaping? CYC Landscaping did a great job. Oh. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah.
All right, that's Gary D. When we get back, every line is full. David, Michael, Judy, Nick, we're going to come to you right after this. It's all I can do to restrain myself from doing an Irish impersonation. I think impersonations, I, I think, are funny. I enjoy but I am not good at it. And there's nothing worse than a bad impersonator. So I will spare the listening audience to my Irish impersonation. But it's taken real restraint here on my side. Do you have an Irish voice, Gary? Uh, to be sure, in the garden, it's St. Paddy's Day. That's as best as I can do. How about David? Are you going to do an Irish impersonation for us this morning? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about your home then. Oh, hey, thanks for taking my call, guys. Um, I've got a uh, home that was built in 2006. It's a tracked home, but uh, pretty pretty nice home for the most part. And um, it's a single-level home, 2,500 square feet, built on a uh, post-tension slab. So I don't know of any settling issues, but... The issue I'm specifically calling about is relative to uh, some popping and cracking sounds that not only do I hear the typical ones you might hear in the attic uh, in the middle of winter, but on the south wall to the master bedroom, you can actually push on a certain section of the wall and you can kind of make a noise that isn't the same noise that you'll hear in the middle of the winter. But in the middle of the winter, specifically at night, you will hear a popping sound, almost like a firecracker sound. And um, I can live with the sounds that travel the house in the evening, at night, but this is right where you'd have your your, uh, bedroom suit up against this master bedroom wall. And before I try to even attack something like that, I'm trying to figure out whether it's simply drywall or framing or um, you know some type of issue maybe with the roof and the truss uh, and I don't want to chase this down a number of rabbit holes uh, I may sell the house down the road in the next year or two but I'd like to maybe remedy the situation not only for myself and the next person if, if possible how often are you hearing the popping in the wintertime, it's nightly, and it can be multiple times uh, during the night. And now you say nightly. Is that the only time you hear it, or that's just the only time you're home to hear it? Does it pop during the day um, at all? I, well, I work from home quite a bit, and um, it's almost exclusive to the night. Maybe um, I'm familiar to a point with thermal expansion, the, you know, the the contracting and expanding of the wood when you have these temperature drops. This is the first winter that I've lived in the home, and uh, I know other neighbors have mentioned they have similar things too. But what's really interesting is the uh, south wall, if you actually press on that drywall, and these are 10-foot ceilings, um, you can kind of hear it resonate not only when you press on maybe where the the 2 by 4 behind the wall might be, you can kind of hear it kind of crackling into the um, ceiling. But if you go on the opposite end of the house and you press on those same exterior walls uh, from the inside, it feels almost like a block structure. They're that solid. And 
uh, like I said, you know, oftentimes you might be in the home uh, on a winter night and you'll hear a, a crack here or there or a pop, but they're fairly faint. This is a every night issue in this one wall. It just doesn't seem like the structure is, it's not nearly as solid as what is on the opposite end of the house. And I had one home inspector that I talked to that didn't specifically look at the house, but you know, he thought it might be something you'd look in the attic first, maybe the way the truss sits. I don't have an expertise in that area. I'm in the real estate business, but more on the sales side. So this is something unique that, uh, again, I've heard other people that have had this problem in the area, but not specific to a an individual wall. Well, we don't have uh, a structural engineer, per se, on the referral network that's too much of a specialty, but we do work with structural engineers at Rosie Remodeling, and I'll see if any of them service your area or, or will uh, know somebody that does, because chances are, without a significant investment, it's probably just going to be something we have to live with. My assumption is the wood was very wet under construction. Um, you know, if you've ever driven by a a wood uh, a lumber yard, and you think, "Gosh, why are they leaving all those two by fours sitting out in the sun like that?" Uh, well, they're they're drying, and if we don't let wood dry enough before we're building the frame and we're putting those trusses together, over the course of time, when it's on your home and it starts to dry up a little bit. Well, it can shrink, it can contract, it can spin. You were talking about the thermal expansion as it heats up on that south wall and the heat's radiating through the stucco and baking the wood behind it. It's drying up, and when wood dries, it can shrink, it can twist, it can... And that's probably the majority of the popping noises you're hearing. Now, the good news is I've never known one case where a home uh, ever collapsed because of this. Um, so it, it's not that anyone's at risk but a structural engineer can confirm that that's the case or if it's something else they can probably identify what's the cause and then once we have that we can put a plan together on how to remedy it and then we can make the decision there is that investment worth it on this property so hang tight we'll see we'll get you connected with a structural engineer and take it from there matt michael jody nick hang tight we'll be back right after bottom of the hour news There's a reason I'm playing this, because not only is it St. Patrick's Day, but it's also the feast day of St. Gertrude, who's the patron saint of cats. So if you have a cat, lucky you. And this song has to do with cats? This is the Year of the Cat by Al Stewart. Oh, ah, got it. Well, at least the day of the cat. So. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have known? See, where else would you learn that? On a Saturday morning, other than here at Rosie on the House. You know, I told my mom when I was a kid, all those albums I bought and listened to in my room would pay off one day. So, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> As part of being every Arizona homeowner's best friend, we are uh, constantly challenging ourselves and looking at ways that we can uh, provide a higher quality of life for Arizona homeowners. And our listening audience and the people that rely on the referral network of contractors to service their home, castle, or cabin. And 
as part of our 30th year anniversary, we also wanted to do something special, and we've put out a home maintenance calendar that's free to our Arizona homeowners. Uh, all of our certified partners have copies uh, that you can get from them uh, if you don't want to wait for one to get delivered. Uh, if you can wait till the end of the month, at the end of every month, we mail it to all new requests that have come in that month. Uh, and each month, we talk about a specific industry. Uh, March is all windows. Two weeks ago, we talked window selection with Pella. Last week, when we were at the Tucson Book Festival, we talked window installation with Dunright. The 10 o'clock hour coming up this Saturday, we're talking exterior window treatments. We'll have the oldest continuous licensed contractor in Arizona on the program with us, talking awnings. And we'll also have a longtime uh, screen specialist. It's, gosh, man, uh, the, the their work history with Rosie goes back, man, well, well before I got started getting paid to do this, and that's been, I don't know, six, 18 years. Uh, on the line, talking about window treatments. Well, we also have weekly reoccurring to-dos, and we're going to talk about servicing your air conditioning unit for the spring, and we've covered right here in this 930 segment. So we have Matt, Michael, Judy, we're all going to get to, but we've got to cover our spring maintenance. And if you want to take this weekly home maintenance to do to the next level we've introduced a new software here to rosie on this it's actually something we started developing and then we found this third party who was close to the same mindset of where we were going and after a lot of work and details with them we've just partnered with them and it's brought us now to the rosie on the house digital home maintenance portal if you go to rosieonthehouse.com slash app, it'll bring you to a page that describes about it. You'll hear our interview with the developers of it. And what you can do is you can schedule your maintenance tasks. So if you've got your Rosie on the House calendar and you've signed up to the Rosie on the House app with the HomeZada uh, premium membership, you know, the free part of the app allows you to inventory your home for total loss. Well, then there's a $60 a year for managing your projects and file storage and scheduling. We're going to dive into spring HVAC maintenance. Now, this isn't a to-do that a lot of homeowners are going to do ourselves, but it can push us the reminders to schedule it with our HVAC contractor. And we've brought Jeff Carmichael in of Rius on the line because I want Arizona homeowners to know what to look for uh, when they are looking for their spring HVAC service because last last summer, Jeff, I don't know if you listen to the radio as much as I do, but I, I think really? I heard a, a a radio ad for a home HVAC maintenance on someone's patented 49-point inspection. I, I, I'm thinking, okay, I'm all about finding a competitive advantage. Are there 49 points? <laughs> of inspection that could possibly be fathom in, in a spring HVAC checkup? Um, yeah, it's it's tough to say. <laughs> I don't. I can't think off the top of my head 49 things my guys would need to look at. But, um, yeah, the the point terminology gets thrown around, and, and I'm actually not even sure what that really means. So, um, <laughs> It's something the company just made up as a marketing I, advantage, and I'm not opposed to that, yeah. but there's still an education element that homeowners need to have before they start right. calling to get their unit serviced. 
Yeah, it's it's tricky because there's points and then there's obviously dollar figures. I think I, I just Googled uh, AC tune-up on, on my phone right before we got on the phone here, and I, it, there's $19, there's $29, there's $59. <laughs> there's, so it's, and, and I'm, yeah, so it's kind of all across the board. So it's, it, I can understand as a consumer how difficult that this you know the task of just getting a spring tune-up would be um so we try to make that i guess as easy as possible we don't even have a, a point list I, I think there's uh maybe 30 actually 25 to 30 things that we do look for that are, are you know primary components of your air conditioning system that need to be absolutely get an eye on and checked um so, and i want to talk about those but beforehand yeah. you mentioned the pricing and pricing is a factor, a major factor mm-hmm. in our decision-making process for homes. Mm-hmm. What does it cost a company, licensed, bonded, insured, to mm-hmm. send a certified, trained technician in a company mm-hmm. vehicle fully loaded with tools and equipment to somebody's home? Yeah, it's it's right around, depending on, you know, we, have, we offer two different maintenance, so a basic and an advance. Um, so, you know, if you do our advanced maintenance, it's going to cost me right around seventy dollars. Um, if it's a big sick, it's right around fifty dollars. So, so when you find or see somebody mm-hmm. advertising a twenty-nine dollar maintenance, what mm-hmm. you are likely getting—I'm not saying it—it it could be an incentive to build somebody's customer base and long-term hope that at the point you're ready to replace your air conditioning unit, you're going to use that company. That mm-hmm. could be, but there's also a very good chance <clears throat> they're sending you a parts sales rep and they're using that low price as a foot in the door with the intention that they're going to find eight hundred dollars worth of parts and service that your unit needs yeah that that's really common in our industry now uh unfortunately so um it's just commission paid technicians um so they may they may have the education, the knowledge, and, and the tools to, to do the service on your air conditioning unit, but the incentive for them um, in your home may not be in your best interest or what is actually uh, needed on the air conditioning unit. So um, their their motive is more to get as much out of the call as they can. So unfortunately, that's kind of where our industry is steered, and obviously that creates difficulties for uh, you know contractors like us who are trying to hire guys and maintain that integrity level of you know doing the right thing always at the right time um so it's created a lot of challenges but uh we've kind of found a a way to bridge that gap and maintain um you know like i always tell i just brag about my technicians all the time i'm very blessed to have guys who are working for me that i'm you know comfortable sitting in my parents house my house anybody's house so but it's all it'll always be a hurdle for us in our industry so once we get a good company that we trust mm-hmm. and we're going to invite to our home to look at our air conditioning unit because it's a mechanical equipment. Yeah. I mean, our we service and change our oil every three to 5,000 miles. You know, our air conditioning unit, we're not oiling it, but I mean, we've got to check Freon. We've got to check compressor condition. Talk mm-hmm. through some of those key elements y'all are looking for, any telltale signs that might say, hey, this is – if the, you're seeing these things in your home, you probably need to be saving for an air conditioning unit if you're not right. already. That's that's what a really interesting thing that um, we we overcame that um, you know some of those objections and some of those challenges by just creating a, a, an invoice actually that kind of mapped out um, everything that's going on with your air conditioning unit. 
And then we just created columns, green, yellow, and red, right? So we can walk through all the different things and all the different components that we've checked. And we can then my, you know, technicians will explain to my homeowners, you know, here's everything good, everything that you don't need to worry about. Here, these components are in the yellow. We, you know, if, if it's in the budget to do this now, might as well get it out of the way. If it's not, let's do this next year. Maybe we should keep our eye on this. If it's red, you know, it's, it's time to, we, we need to do this. Um, so I guess some of the main components that like you mentioned, refrigerant is, is a really important thing that we need to check on. Um, if you have too much or too little, you're going to both affect the energy efficiency in your home. So that'll have a direct uh, correlation with your utility bills. And then also on the comfort level inside the house. So, uh, you know, we might experience too high humidity or too low humidity based on, on that factor. Um, but then a, another big thing is just checking all the electrical connections. So if, um, you know, there's several different motors um, that are all working together on the air conditioning unit, and if one of the motors is starting to um, – you know, if it's starting to fail, that could cause a larger motor to go out. And it's just, it's a, it's a chain reaction that you have to be really careful. So it's always good just to have the, you know, just to get the tune-up done because it's more preventative, right? So if we can save you, you know, for a, a $50 part opposed to an $800 part that doesn't need to be replaced, um, that's one of the big things that we check on. And that's all on those electrical connections and, and amperage draws and what have you, so... Now, what as a homeowner uh, do I need to be aware of? I mean, aside from pure mm-hmm. age, mm-hmm. we've seen units out there miraculously thirty years later cruising. Now, right. <laughs> may not be it's not an efficient air conditioning unit, but it's still right. an operable if air conditioning. What other than age indicates mm-hmm. the, you know the, the this thing's just breaking down? <laughs> yeah, so there's there's really the two best ways to look at this are going to be a your utility bill and then uh, b I, I know you want something other than age, but age is is really important. And the reason why age is important is because we kind of it's like your vehicle. So ten to ten years is a lot like two hundred thousand miles in your car, right? So um, you got two hundred thousand miles in your car, you face a transmission or an engine repair replacement or something like that. And it's probably time to, you know, go get a new vehicle. So same thing with your air conditioning unit. Ten years is typically the time um, that if an expensive repair comes up or if you're at ten years and everything's working fine, um, good. But just caution yourself or, or just be aware that that investment might be coming sooner than later. And that's not to say that air conditioning units don't last 30 years, but that 10 years is like the 200,000-mile benchmark. So, you know, some cars go for 500,000 miles, same thing. So, um, that's going to be uh, on the age side of things. And then, um, you know, looking at – go ahead. I was say, we, we've got about 30 seconds left. If, okay. if we treat it at that 200,000 miles and we've saved properly, well, there's uh-huh. nothing to say we have to replace it right there. You just keep – you know, you've got that cash ready when it's time to do that right. replacement. And when you're doing a cash transaction like that, you've got a – you know, you're in a much better position than not – saving for it and being stuck mm-hmm. trying to figure out how am I going to pay for this new air conditioning unit because, man, right. without air conditioning and water, Arizona's not 8 million residents. <laughs> right. Yeah, and then we'll, since we'll, we'll make this quick then, uh, utility bills, go ahead. Um, you know, all our homeowners should benchmark their summertime utility bills 
10 to 12 cents per square foot in your home is considered a, a moderate utility bill. So again, if you have a 2,000 square foot house, that bill should be right around 220, 230 in that range. Um, and if you're north of that, so if you're pushing 350, 400 um, in your summer months, that's a, a huge indicator of, of it might be time to either replace the air conditioning system or there might be something going wrong with your AC unit that can be addressed and, and corrected. So. Jeff Carmichael of Rius Air Conditioning, I appreciate your time and helping us uh, be every Arizona homeowner's best friend. If somebody in the Maricopa County wanted a, a second opinion or more details, they can reach you at? Yeah, you guys uh, just follow us um, online, reeis.com, and uh, you can fill out a form, and those go directly to my email. So if you have questions or want a second opinion on, on a repair or, or have general questions at all about air conditioning uh, in general, just fill out a form, and I'll get those uh, direct to me, and I'll respond to you in a timely manner. We appreciate it, and yeah, enjoy the rest of your weekend off. All right, you guys too. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jeff. We appreciate it. All right, we've got – uh, Matt wants to talk about hanging a bathroom uh, cabinet on a pocket door. Oh, interesting. Uh, Michael, let's see, Cameron wants to talk about how to kill his lawn so he can remove it. And Michael wants to talk about his garden. It's a 520 number south of Casa Grande or south. Something's eating his garden. Well, I don't know what's eating his garden, but I know Bonide has a solution. Last hour you heard us talking about Captain Jack's dead bug brew if it's insects. And you want an organic way to control that. Captain Jack's Dead Bug Brew. We also talked about Go Away if you're dealing with deer or rabbit. Well, if it's not neither of those, there's still repels all. If it's uh, dogs that are digging it up or something else with four legs, squirrels, chipmunks, raccoons, go, <coughs> repels all will be effective for up to two months to protect your trees, shrubs, gardens. It's available in a three- or six-pound shaker. In Tucson, you can find it at Savano's Nursery. If you're in the Phoenix area, you can find it at Treeland Nursery. Or if you're in Flagstaff, you can get Bonides Repels All at Waters Guard, Warner's. Waters is in Prescott. Warner's is in Flagstaff. You can find it both there. Bonide products are family-made in America. You can get it in liquid or spray application to repel it all. One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. We're gonna go through our calls on hold here this segment, and <clears throat> ten o'clock hour we'll be talking window treatments. If you want to talk about anything in particular, exterior treatments, we've got an awning specialist and a screen specialist that'll be joining us on the program. You can call in and ask. I won't say from the horse's mouth. You know that might, some of them might not appreciate, but you could you could ask the experts in that industry that we'll have on the line with us and i uh i just got notification from home our uh our front door knob is busted so i'll be buying a new doorknob on the way home today to fix that and uh just honey put that in my home zada to do task and you know while you're there you can browse through the 14 undone tasks and maybe help me out and you know knock out or, or assign a few of the kids as some of those home maintenance tasks and that, that way I can get it cleared up so I can fix our front door, right? Very smart. Yeah. I, you know, I huh? like where you ch I like what you're doing. Yeah, like love you, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to Matt. I think his next time uh, been holding the longest. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Romy. Thanks for taking my call. So I 
just replaced some closet doors and installed a pocket door um, going from our master bathroom to our um, master closet. And then um, just a couple days ago, I got notification that I won a uh, two medicine cabinets from the Rosie on the House auction. So I was thrilled <laughs> about that. Um, and I want to hang one of the medicine cabinets um, on the wall that is the, the new pocket door. Uh, my my hang-up is it's, you know, a, a half-inch drywall plus a half-inch um, uh, wood frame. And so even when I was hanging the drywall, the uh, one-and-a-quarter-inch uh, drywall sc- screws were too long, so I ended up having to file off the ends of them from the inside um, before I did the back the, or the closet side um, because they were scratching the door. So I'm, I'm just wondering what my best option would be um, to hang the the medicine cabinet, it's it's you know fairly heavy, um, but I I know bolts would probably stick in too much and and interfere with the door door. So I didn't know if you had any recommendations on what yeah. I could use. And I'm I'm gonna I'm not hanging up on you. I'm just gonna stick you on pause while we're uh, answer this because it seemed like a little bit of distortion in the line there. Um, what we're gonna have to do? There's nothing if they're heavy. And you had mentioned the Rosie on the house auction. That's something. Rosie, if, when they're remodeling a house, if they're taking out stuff that's in great condition, they resell it on their auction site. And it sounds like you just got a couple of the medicine doors from that auction site, and they're heavy. So whatever our solution is, we're going to have to build something out from that, whether we uh, camouflage a piece of plywood you know, from the top to the bottom, if it's an 8-foot floor we, we can camouflage something structural there and then we can attach this cabinet to that plywood and then camouflage over it and some method to match the home but there's nothing existing um that i would i would attach this medicine cabinet to because of that pocket door it slides into it as you mentioned that the studs are thin they're not going to help support this is a cabinet so the doors are going to be open and closed constantly a lot of movement a lot of pressure we've got to engineer some way to put a fake or a structural element over that and it may even consist of ripping that drywall off and then just doing plywood back over that and then take some drywall mud and put that drywall mud over the plywood and camouflage it that way. So we've got a couple options. We've just got to get a good structural solution for you. Hang tight. We'll visit a little bit more on the break, but I wanted to make sure we took care of Michael and Cameron. Go ahead, Michael. Good morning. So I have things in my garden that apparently are very, very delicious, but it's not even the fruiting yet. So, um, Beans are gone, sprouts from squash are gone, mm. entire tomato plants eaten down to the ground. Oh. So some animals coming in, and I didn't know. It's like, well, if it was rabbits, I suppose I should put up chicken wire. But if it was birds or if it's other animals, it's not a big animal. It's not a deer or something like that. I would see mm-hmm. markers for that. Well, but- I, other than building a plant prison, which if you don't have a barricade, you'll need to eventually, but you can get repels on granular and make a perimeter around the garden and then captain jacks to apply onto the plants for insects those would be the two things you could get done today uh that would start to curve that 